Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Spech. Hello. Uh, spring has sprung. The grass is riz. The clocks have sprung forward. Yes. We got lost an hour of sleep. Uh, I think my wife was working, so she had to lose. She lost an hour of yeah of work. Um, I know the last time she gained an hour <laughs> back in the fall. Uh, with spring comes all the shows we've been going to and some of the shows we missed. Yes. Canucopia was a biggie. I would have loved to have gone to that, but just too many other things going on and uh, saw a lot of pictures and everything from Canucopia. Yeah, it looks like everybody had a blast. Yeah, yeah. A lot of cool stuff there. I would have liked to go, but we are aiming to go there next year for all three days. That's going to be good. It's going to be fun. That's a year away. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Springtime is cold season and I've got oh, a cold. Oh, yes, he's got so the cold. So every time he makes me laugh, I cough. So we're going <coughs> to put him in another room, but, uh, you know. Um, getting ready for spring camping, spring canoe trips, and all that sort of stuff. Getting uh, any last minute gear. And two things spring to mind, <laughs> pun intended, when I think of spring. What would that be? <laughs> well, the first one is rain. Yes, absolutely. And the second one is bugs. Which is why I don't so, camp in the spring. Oh, I do every year. Every year. I do a big uh, trip every uh, Father's Day weekend, which is like <laughs> June, uh, prime bug season. Yes, isn't it? You know? Isn't it great? Oh, it's fun. Fantastic. <laughs> but uh, that's why today's show, we're talking about rain gear and bug stuff. Yes. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's time to start getting all geared up for, for our trips. And like I say, when, you, when you're talking spring, that's what you're, what you're looking at. You know, I mean, spring's coming. With it comes the rain. Um, it's a wet season. Everybody wants to get out of hibernation onto the water, right? Absolutely. It's, it, and everybody's trying to just clamoring to get out in the spring. It's like, this is the time that everybody uh, battles for the first trip of the season. They've, you've been planning it all winter long and, and everybody's all excited and it's like, you know, hell bent for high water and let's get out there, right? Well, that's, that's the time of year. That's what everybody's doing. They want to get out there and uh, uh, sometimes, you know what, maybe you need to be looking at a new rain jacket, rain pants, maybe you just want to upgrade. Maybe you've started out with some cheap stuff. Yes. And you realize just how cheap. The regret is immediate. Yeah. I mean, you can buy the cheap rain gear when you're first starting out. You'll probably regret it later. Uh, it's probably non-breathable, keeps your sweat in, very uncomfortable, that sort of thing. So you'll definitely want to uh, check it out. But you got to do your research when it comes to rain gear. Well, there, you, you have to do your research nowadays. In the past, you had, you, your options were severely limited. And I remember yeah. growing up and doing some camping with my parents in the thick, heavy canvas tent. Don't trust the walls, you know, stuff like that. So, and, and back in that day, you, you had the rain slicker yellow plastic, right? You didn't have a yeah. choice. That, that's the what poncho. you had. Yeah. The you green poncho with the yellow insert. I would go back to the, the poncho in a heartbeat because it breathes. You're yeah. just wearing, you're basically wearing a tent. Yeah, yeah. And, and I did like those, but with, with modern equipment, you're given many more options. And when you wear your first high tech rain jacket or really decent bug jacket or whatever, you're re it really grounds you and says, wow, there's some really neat stuff out there. I can actually be comfortable camping. Be before you just took it for granted, nah, it's going to rain, it's going to be bugs. I'm going to be uncomfortable. I accept it before I go, yeah. you deal with it. Yep. But now you have an option to be comfortable. You have an option to be dry, which is fascinating. It's like, oh my God, I can go camping in the spring and be dry. And the gear has so many options. I mean, when you're talking oh, a new yeah. rain jacket, you're talking like materials, designs, price, colors, like yes. everything. There's, there's yes. so many different options. And well, with price, there's not too many options. It's like, it's either expensive or expensive. Or cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got expensive or very expensive. Yeah. Um, you got to think about what you're going to be doing in the rain gear. You know, when, when you're looking at stuff, you're going to be paddling, portaging, uh, working around a campsite, carrying gear. You know, you're not just walking along the sidewalk down to the local store and back, right? Yes. It's mobility in mind. Yeah. It's, it's going to take a beating, uh, especially, I mean, kayaking or, or paddling, yeah. you know, that, 
you're, it's that constant movement, repetitive movement, yeah. right? And with whitewater kayaking, you have usually dry gear on. So, and that stuff is designed for flexibility. It's designed for that. But when it comes to rain gear, we're talking about rain jackets in and around camp, out for a day of paddling and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is a different animal. Yeah. And I mean, you can go absolutely overboard on price. Um, you know, you'll have something that definitely keep you bone dry uh, but you still may not be able to do everything you want to do with it. And, you know, your, your wallet's just going to be crying. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we've seen some of those in our research. We, uh, we found, found some of those, um, we, you know, when it's time to start looking for better rain gear, they say, there's many names that pop up like Columbia, Heli Hansen, REI, Marmot, Arcteryx, and even Mountain Equipment Co-op. Yeah. Um, you know, just to name a few. And all, all seem to have comparable products when you're, when you're matching them back and forth, everything from affordable to, oh my God, you want how much for that? (laughs) Exactly. So, uh, I mean, myself personally in, in the summer, I'll just usually wear like a wick away shirt under a rain jacket when it's warmer. Uh, when it is the shoulder seasons, I'll put maybe a, a fleece or a, like a, like a hoodie or something, a, a sweatshirt between yeah. the wick away and, and just for that, that extra layer of warmth sort of thing. Um, my rain, the rain jacket I have has the extra zippers and stuff that, uh, and the mesh that allow the moisture and, and to escape. Just a little bit of breathability, yeah. ventilation. Yep. You definitely got to have that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in the winter, in the, in the summer, you usually get away with just a rain jacket as well. I don't think I've ever owned an actual pair of rain pants. I've got several pair. Now, when I used to ride motorcycles, I had yeah. rain rain gear, like full head to toe, but. I used to do a lot of, when I lived out West, I used to do a lot of hiking in the mountains and stuff. And you could be, you know, three, four days in rain, right? In the mountains. And, and so I got used to wearing and buying lots of different rain pants and rain jacket combos, right? Yeah. And, but you're, you're just constantly in the rain. And so when you're hiking and you're walking, you're brushing against wet brush and whatever. So in order to be dry, you need to wear something on your legs as well. So I've had a few pair like that just from all all that stuff out West. Yeah. So yeah, like I say, just in the, in the warm weather, usually it's just the jacket. I don't even wear rain pants. You're going to get wet. It's a nice summer day. Enjoy the rain as well, right? Yeah. So, so there's some things, uh, just want to go over when we're talking about, like I say, when we did all our, our research just on rain gear. Um, some of the things are, you want to be looking at waterproof versus water resistant, you know, waterproof, breathable, uh, reliable waterproof protection with good breathability. So it lets the sweat and, and your body heat escape from the jacket. And that's because, a key element in, yeah, the, in the design of the newer jackets. You don't want to be sitting there all bundled up with a little sauna going on inside exactly. this jacket, yeah. right? Cause that's just going to be uncomfortable and, and it keeps all that in there. Uh, again, I mean, Gore-Tex was always the big name, right? Um, the, the, the waterproof breathable rainwear, it keeps the rain from getting through to your skin, but it also keeps the, the sw- moving the sweat back out away from your skin as well, sort of wick away and into the outside. Yeah. Water resistant. Um, of course, not waterproof. Eventually the water is going to get through. The water resistant rain gear... And I don't even know why they call it rain gear personally. It will repel the wind and light rain. Yeah. You know, it's like, like that's for, it. You're out for a light hike. You're not out for hours. If you're, it's, it's something. And honestly, with a lot of high tech gear, people just wear it to and from work and, and yeah. stuff like that. So it's, it's really just for you're caught in the rain between your car and your office or something like that. You right? throw it on something like yeah. that. Uh, provides excellent breathability, but if the, uh, the snow or rain or whatever, lingers, um, or picks up, then yeah. You, it gets yeah. getting through. Exactly. <laughs> you might as well be running naked. Uh, then there's waterproof, non-breathable. These are usually the cheaper. The yellow rain slicker. Rain slicker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, and that's exactly it. Yeah. Extremely durable, relatively inexpensive, yeah. totally waterproof. You know, I mean, tie it up and use it as a garbage bag sort of thing. Yeah. You'll quickly feel very warm when you're paddling like really hard. It, and it holds almost like it feels like it's a pressure, like yeah. the, your, your perspiration is pushing out into this bag that you're wearing and you can almost feel the heat pressure building up against your skin. So it's very uncomfortable. And I've owned various ones of these over the years and, and it, it's such a, 
relief not to wear them anymore. But back in the day, I didn't know any better as that's what you wore, right? So you'd feel the heat rolling up around your neck coming out. Every time you move your arms, you can feel the, the squish, like the bellows of heat running up your neck as the air moved through your 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 <laughs> unbreathable rain jacket. And if you only had a uh, t-shirt on inside, that's definitely feeling... Uh wet on the inside oh, yeah. of the, as soon as the, the plastic as touches well. your skin it just feels clammy and disgusting yeah so that's <clears throat> that's uh the water so you definitely want waterproof breathable material yes uh, that's the big one then you get into the windproof versus wind resistant and again it's the same sort of thing windproof is not going to let any of the the wind in uh anything that's designed to be waterproof is probably going to be windproof as well you know i mean the wind is driving that rain at you. Absolutely. And if it's not letting the rain yeah. in, it's probably not going to let the water in as well. And again, wind resistant, same sort of thing. They're often ultralight. Um, a lot of them will have a pocket that the, it'll actually fold up into. Um, yeah, the ultralight so you just, ones. Yep. You just throw it into your pack sort of thing. So you definitely want windproof. You definitely want waterproof. And, and breathable is a big thing. Mm-hmm. You definitely want your stuff to be breathable. Um, you get into the types of shells as well. Um, you know, this is the fabric makeup of the garment itself. You know, like, I mean, people say the shell and usually you're thinking jackets, but it's also like pants and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's the outer, the outer, outer fabric and that. Some sort of outer layer that creates this shell as described. Yeah. So there's hard, soft, hybrid, and insulated shells. There's four, four different types. Uh, the hard shell, waterproof, breathable gear, uh, generally stiffer and hard shells aren't insulated. So your warmth will come from an underlying layer and, and a mid layer. So again, yeah. that's like, like I say, I, I put a wick away shirt on yeah, you're and then a, a little hoodie or something underneath exactly. a sweatshirt, that sort of thing. Right. The soft shell, it integrates the insulating layer with the water resistant shell, uh, Trade-off, greater breathability for lesser protection from rain, wind, and cold. Yeah. Best for high exertion activities where perspiration is the greater concern. So whether you're doing big hikes with gear, you know, backpack on, that sort of thing, that'll be what you want is a soft shell. The hybrid shell is like a combo. More waterproof and windproof fabrics might be on the, the front and top, while more breathable fabric and flexible fabric on the sides, under the arms, beneath, like underneath the sleeves and stuff like that yeah. to let the breathing. And you're going to see these in like higher end jackets and what well, you'll see the, like the armpits is just a, a soft uh, fabric to let your, your armpits breathe and whatever. There's like vented gussets. And, and so this is what you see where you have the combination of different patterns and colors. And, and so the, like, like I say, the, the underpits is going to be more of a breathable because mm-hmm. you tend to not get much rain down there. You're, you're the rain, your shoulders are blocking your armpits from the rain. So that allows you to put that softer fabric to breathe for breathability. Exactly. Uh, and then the last type is the insulated shell. It's usually filled with down or synthetic fill for warmth, water resistant and breathable. Um, so waterproof breathable fabric, and it has to be seam sealed to be considered fully waterproof. Yeah. Which is a big thing. There's a lot of things about the, the seam seals. Yeah. And you see that. a lot of these insulated jackets, insulated shells coming out nowadays, like with, with downer synthetic layers. And there's, there's a few manufacturers that are just coming out of the woodwork. There's this, this uh, insulated shell is becoming very popular recently. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> all I know is that when I started with this stuff <coughs> <laughs> and now what they've got out there for, for choices is so different. Yeah. So just a quick breathability, it's just, all that refers to is transferring your sweat, your mo- any moisture from your body, yeah. away from your body and out through the shell. Uh, so just getting it out into the, the open air away from you and out of the, the jacket itself or yeah. the pants or whatever. And I think Helly Hansen started with this kind of high-tech fabrics and and then Gore-Tex came out with uh, with their own uh, technological advancement. And like, I guess Gore-Tex now has three different types of Gore-Tex. Yeah. So it's, everything is developing, right? And what it is, is just technology that enables the, the humidity to move away from your body. So that if you're, say for example, in, in like uh, icy conditions or in like winter conditions, your, your gaseous 
you, you, as you perspire, it pushes through the fabric and then crystallizes on the outside and you can just shake it off, right? And that it's just like a, it, it's traffic, that liquid traffic away from your body to keep your body dry and move it away. And, and these new fabrics, they do fantastic with this. It's like the Gore-Tex and the, uh, Helly Hansen has their own specific way, but I, they also use Gore-Tex themselves. Well, even in the shoulder seasons, keeping that moisture away from your skin is, is huge because once that starts getting cold oh, on the dangerous. inside, yeah, you know, you're, you're starting to get colder and you start shivering and, and then you're uncomfortable as well, right? Yeah. So you want to stay as dry and as warm as possible. Once you start to perspire, you got to keep that moisture away from your body because it'll help you freeze a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, one thing that they talk about uh, on a few sites that I was looking at is the water repellent. And I know REI calls it durable water repellent. And when you buy a jacket or whatever, the fabric is has a water propellant on it, uh, repellent, yep. if I can say that word, <laughs> on it. And I mean, you know it's there because when the rain is hitting it, it just rolls off, right? It beads yes. up, rolls off. Yes. But after a while, that's going to disappear. I mean, when you, it wears off. It wears off, yes. You know, when you're doing your portaging and you're doing your paddling all the time, just regular, you know, hustle and bustle around a campsite, that sort of thing, it's going to wear off. It does wear off. It does, like if you're in rain or if you just wash your clothing or whatever, it it wears off. And uh, I just, uh, I just redid all my uh, ski pants and jackets before we talked about my ski trip there recently. So I bought a bottle of this stuff. And, uh, yeah, I went to sale, but everybody sells it. So I just bought a bottle of it and it washes into your fabric. So you put it in, you're supposed to wash all your gear and then you wash it a second time with no soap. You just wash it with this, this, uh, water repellency stuff. And, uh, it just washes in and it makes you, it, the water beat off your, your fabrics again. Well, that's what this, this, uh, water repellent, the durable water repellent, they say, you got to reapply it as part of your uh, rainwear yeah. maintenance routine, uh, just to make sure that it's, it's always on the seams, it's always on the full yeah. the full jackets, because you don't want to be out there and, and have all that just disappearing. And then you're, like I say, it's it's no longer waterproof. It's not doing its job anymore. Yeah, why, why yeah. bother wearing it at that yeah. point, right? Uh, if we want to get into the science part of it, the rainwear layers, um, they've got... They talk about three different types of layers. There's a two layer, two and a half layer, and a three layer. So the two layer is basically just a coating layer applied on the inside of an outer fabric to form a single piece of material. And then there's usually a loose hanging liner on the inside um, that protects the, the coating. This is this is something you're going to have just for urban or travel rainwear, like if you're going... Yep on a trip or something like that. This isn't the heavy duty stuff you're going to be wearing on a, on a canoe trip. The 2.5 or two and a half layer stuff, lightweight yet durable outer fabric as the first layer. The second layer is polyurethane laminate or coating applied on the inside of the first layer. Almost like a painting of it's painted on almost. Yeah, almost. And then there's a protective, um, sheen, uh, or, or a half layer, they call it lay down over that second layer. Mm-hmm. So it's not a full thick layer. It's just like they call it a half layer. Yeah. Um, it's basically protects the waterproof and breathable layer. Yeah. So it's, you know, they, they, they call it two and a half. They do feel a bit clammy on the insides. Yes. Which is kind of a drawback, but you know, it is what it is. The three layer is the most robust, um, these are the ones you're you're really going to want. If you do a lot of backcountry camping and stuff like yeah. that, these are the ones you're going to really want. It's going really to be the want. more expensive, but the most reliable, most yep. comfortable. It it and you know it it's it's sort of your goal to be, I guess, if you can afford the these some of these new jackets. Yeah, and this is just three layers uh, tightly sandwiched together. Um, with, you know, it has the, the rugged face fray uh, fabric. Yes. And then there's a liner and sandwiched between those is a membrane. Most They're most durable and breathable. Uh, they're used as rainwear intended for the harshest backcountry environments. And they do, like you say, they're gonna they, be got that, they got that price tag attached yeah. to them, right? I mean, I know when we were looking at some of these jackets and stuff like that, we're looking at rain jackets for like four or five 
six hundred dollars. Yeah, and that's that's way beyond anything I would. That that's people who go on expeditions and they're financed or something. Yeah, <laughs> not too many private people can afford that kind of stuff. Yeah, but the thing, the last things here that we want to talk about are things that you're really going to be looking for when you go out to buy your jacket. Yeah, the there's features. certain certain features that you want on on a jacket. Uh, one of the big ones, of course, seam taping. Make sure that the seams are taped to, yes. for, to make sure you've got full waterproof. Because if they're not, then eventually that water is going to leak in those seams. Yeah. It's going to come through. So if they're taped, that, that stops that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where the stitching occurs and that, or that's where the, like my, uh, I have a decent, uh, ski jacket and, uh. The outer shell is all sewn and, and there's threads and everything. But on the inside layer, the uh, the breathable layer on the inside, it's uh, everything is seam tape. So it's got this silver seam tape all over everything. And, uh, and that's, it provides the waterproofness, makes it all a conjoined unit, right? And the, uh, the seam taping is usually, it's almost like a radio frequency uh, welding. That's the, so there, there's no stitching per se on that inner layer it's all almost like it's taped like when you look at it on the inside it looks like somebody was went had a happy day with duct tape but <laughs> it's like high end right yeah so that's one of the things that you want to look at when you're looking at new jackets zippers that's that's a big thing is the zippers because there's it's usually the weak point unless you have a yeah. decent zipper the water you can't really it's very difficult to waterproof a zipper well, you, they usually, they're usually rubberized, like I have a rubberized coating on yep. them, right? Which makes them harder to open and close as well. Yes. Which is kind of, kind of sucks. Or there's a, a storm flap over top of them, yep. which is fine. I mean, I've got a pockets with zippers that I've got to lift up the little flap to, before I open the zipper. Exactly. So that stops water from, from coming through. Um, so they do need some sort of cover over them or a shield. Especially for the tiny piece at the end where it does, where the, the end of the zipper uh, teeth meet, it doesn't always close the fullest. Oh yeah. Like right? zipper pockets. You're yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's got to have those as well. Uh, make sure they're easy to open and close zippers. Now, some of my pockets that I have um, are mesh yeah. on the inside so that when I can open the zippers and stuff like that. It's fully breathable. and Yeah. I have the, I can leave the zippers open. Yeah. And the flaps stop water from coming in, but it, it does allow some... Off-gassing. Off-gassing yeah. in that, right? So zippers, uh, yeah, help keep everything closed. And the big zipper, if you got it coming down, make sure there is a giant flap covering your main zipper. Mm-hmm. Um, mine has Velcro, a couple of Velcro straps just mm-hmm. to make sure it sticks, which and is And some manufacturers, cool. they go with the new high-tech rubberized zippers that are waterproof and they get rid of that flap just to save weight. Yeah. Oh yeah. So weight becomes the a big thing too. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's all, there's so many different things. It's until you start reading into it, you don't realize the technology or the thought process that goes like, usually you see a jacket and say, oh, you can see the zipper. You don't really think much of it, but every part of every jacket is, is thought out. They put a lot of effort into these jackets. Yeah. Um, hoods. I mean, you need a rain jacket, you got to yep, have a hood, right? Absolutely. Hoods have brims, which I know mine does, and adjustments on the side and in the back. Now, I've got one on the top uh, in order to fine-tune size of the opening. Some jackets have hoods that zip off, roll up, and stow in the collar. Yes. Mine stows in the collar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've got, yeah, I've got the, the a thing on the top that allows me to make it deeper so I can have it hanging farther yep. over my head. Uh, or in front of my head or bring it back some. And I have the uh, cords yeah. as well to tighten it to my face if I want. And I've seen a few jackets and they look a little unusual unless you know what it's for, but some of them have oversized hoods. Yep. And that's just like for rock climbing and, and whatnot. So you can actually pull the hood over your helmet. So it's yes. hood is designed to cover the helmet itself. Yeah. And uh, well, I mean, even whitewater guide, but I mean, if you're doing whitewater canoeing, are you going to want a rain jacket? No, you don't have that. No, it's, uh, yeah. They have the oversized for like, for rock climbing and for mountaineering and, and stuff like that for where you're going to have some sort of uh, head protection on. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, we get touched on it a little bit here with vents. Even the most breathable rain, rain wear can get overwhelmed during strenuous activity. Almost all backcountry rain wear has pit zips, underarm vents. Yes. 
Uh, I don't think I've ever owned a rain jacket that hasn't had them. Yeah, it's very few and far between. Most of them have it now. It's uh, and it's part and parcel to the method of of, uh, of off gassing. So if you need to be ventilated, if you're working hard, like the manufacturer, they they put a lot of effort and thought into their jackets. And if they give you a waterproof, water resistant jacket, they also want you to have a method of of getting the heat and humidity away from your body. If you're working hard, if you're skiing, if you're climbing, or if you're doing whatever. So with a with pit zips and stuff, they it's their method of giving you a method of of uh, ventilating without them worrying about uh, cheaping down or, or doing something like you'd have to get a very expensive high end jacket to enable you not to bother with uh, with the zip pit, pit zips. Now picture this: you're hot, it's pouring rain, you're getting a bit clammy inside. Yeah because you've just carried a bunch of gear over the portage, then you get to carry the canoe. Your arms are up. And you're off gas. And you're off gas. Yeah. And you're getting that nice breeze, breeze through your yeah. jacket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll take the canoe for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Mesh, and as I said as well, like my jacket, mesh liners in torso pockets yeah. can double as additional vents, which, yes. which is cool. Um, and then there's the adjustment features you got to look at. Jackets usually have a draw cord on the bottom. And there's usually one around the uh, the neck to tighten up, either draw cord or some sort of strap. Yep. Adjustable. Um, some of them have them midway around the waist as well, like longer jackets. Yep. The whole deal is just to make sure everything stays tighter so... Um, Cold air is not coming up. Exactly. You're and not rain's building. not coming up yes. or coming down, yeah. that sort of thing, right? You want to keep the, the warmth in. You want to keep the cold and wet out. Yeah. Um, and gusseted uh, sleeves. Like if you have something that uh, Velcro or whatever to make it tighter around your wrist. Around the wrist like closures, yes. If you're paddling and your arms are in the air and down, you don't want to be splashing and have water running down your arms into your armpits, right? So especially with paddling and, and you're with your hands so close to the water, you want to be able to close up those sleeve ends. Yeah, that's that's a big thing as well. When you're bringing that hand back up and the rain's coming straight down, it's it's going to be coming down your yeah. hands. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be going into your sleeves, down your arms, and then you're just not having fun because I mean you're you're paddling in the rain, you're getting yeah. wet on the inside, <laughs> you're getting hot from paddling. That's just not fun waiting to happen. Uh, yeah, all these adjustments let you create a tight closures to keep the rain, wind, and cold from sneaking into the openings of your jacket. Yeah, um, they can also be loosened all these adjustments to increase overall jack ventilation as well, mm-hmm. which is cool when you're doing the portages, you know, if you're under the canoe or, or you're under a canopy, the forest canopy, you're not getting as wet, yep. you know, so you can undo, and now there's times I know I'll, I'll undo my rain jacket halfway, you know, and just leave it open just to get that extra yep. air through, yep. you know, that extra bit of drying through while I'm on a portage. Um, pockets. Especially if they have waterproof zippers, will add to the price of a jacket. Yeah, and it's uh, manufacturers seem to go one of two ways. They either give you too many or too few pockets. Yeah. Uh, hand pockets placed above the hip belt, away <coughs> from shoulder straps, so you can access them while your pack is on. Yeah, and I've had that. You know, I'm no well canoe packs. You yep. you put on the canoe pack, and suddenly it's like, oh, <laughs> I left whatever in my pocket. You have to undo the waist belt, trying to get into the pocket and whatever, right? So it's it's nice when they think of putting the pockets on the jacket a little bit higher up, so that when you do have your canoe pack or whatever on, that it doesn't crush in on the pockets. Like mm-hmm. if you have your sunglasses in your pocket, suddenly that waist strap on your on your canoe pack is going to be crushing your sunglasses type thing, right? Yeah, and a lot of them now. Uh, the rain jack has come with the inside pocket and the little cord hole. Yeah. So you can listen to your iPod or, or your uh, yeah, phone your, or whatever yeah, your music, right? Yeah, if you're music, for right? a jog or out for, I don't know too many people that listen to music paddling, but. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, yeah. Sitting there under the tarp or whatever, right? Yeah. Or you know, if you don't have a tarp, I guess. I like listening to the rain actually. Yeah. That's my music. Um, not really something you're going to want when it comes to a good backcountry uh, rain jacket to take on canoe trips or kayaking trips or whatever is something with good packability being ultra light, non-bulky. Uh, because if you're getting 
something like that, it's really not going to keep you dry. Yeah. You know, the, like I say, those are the wind resist or wind resistant ones um, that fold into its own pocket. Sort yeah. Of I've got one of those super packable jackets. I, uh, and I keep it packed always in the top of my, in top of my canoe pack. And that's for like, if I'm caught out in the rain, it's easy to pull out and whip on. And it's, it's just this simple zip up jacket that has a huge hood on it. And it, it enables me to be, if I'm caught in the rain or while on portage or out in the water or something, it's easily pulled out. And it, it's, it's, it's like the size of a, I can make it down a, a, like size of a grapefruit or something more smaller. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's really tiny. Yeah. You know what? It's good enough to throw on until you can get off the water and get out your good one. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That sort of thing. Or get to shelter, whatever. So if you're doing some, some searching and some, um, looking around at different rain jackets and stuff, you can usually find a really decent jacket for anywhere between a hundred to $300. Yeah. I mean, like I say, we were looking at some rain jackets and. I mean, you're looking at $600 for a rain jacket. Which like, is ridiculous, I yeah. think. For the average person that's going out, I mean, even if you're going on a canoe trip after canoe trip throughout a whole summer, like, it, it really doesn't make sense yeah. to be spending six, $700 on a rain jacket. Mm-hmm. And what surprised me is I looked at a, uh, some of the reviews online and some of the, like, you, as you would expect, some of the very expensive $300 uh, rain jackets were like hitting the top marks. But what surprised me is like the, some of the runner ups, like second or third place would be like $70, $80 outdoor research rain jackets. And they were hitting some of the really top marks and outdoor research is it's a respectable company, but it's, they don't charge a lot for their goods and they don't put a lot of research into their goods. They, they make and build a good product. They purchase and lease, uh, technologies like Gore-Tex and whatnot, but they usually come in at a very, very good price point. So I was surprised when these jackets that traditionally I was used to buying as a cheap jacket is still a cheap jacket, but it's making very good marks in breathability and, and water resistant waterproofness and, and design and flexibility. So it's, uh, it is possible to not spend a lot of money on a very, very good jacket. Yeah. And I mean, when you're looking at getting a whole bunch of gear, especially if you're new to, to canoe tripping and, and paddling, yeah, you know, you're, like you say, your first year or two, you end up with something that's usable, Yeah, you know, and, and you look at stuff that you, cause, and a lot of your gear is like that. Oh yeah. So you're going to be looking something that is an upgrade from what you have, but you don't have all the money to, to just blow no, on exactly. one item. Exactly. Cause you're going to be upgrading a lot of stuff throughout your gear. And sometimes it's not even that you don't have the money. It's just that you don't, you can't justify the cost. So you just go out and buy the cheapest thing. And everybody's got a store like this. It's like, I can think of one of the first trips I went on. It was like, it was very late season and I got a little bit of snow. And before the trip, I thought, well, I need something that's going to be waterproof because it's, a, it's I was expecting rain and I'm getting rain and snow. Anyways, this jacket, I thought, oh, 20 bucks, super deal, right? But it was like wearing like a Ziploc bag. It was horrible. It was it was such a poor choice that it, I had to end up cutting my trip short because I couldn't wear the jacket. I was getting more wet inside the jacket than I was from any precipitation that was falling. And I, I had trouble. I was I was taking this jacket off and flipping it inside out every hour or so to because on the inside I was getting wet. So I had to turn it on the outside so that the wet side was drying outdoors and then I had a chance to get the inside wet again from perspiration and it wasn't that I was working hard it was because it was so waterproof that the humidity given off from my body was just collecting so bad and my arms would touch the sleeves and it was so slimy and it's like oh yeah I I cut my trip short it was just horrible and one piece of gear can do that to your entire trip the whole eh? trip yeah yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, 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 everybody's got stories like that. But yeah, like I say, hundred to 300 bucks. Yeah. You can get yourself something pretty decent for that price when you, oh, like absolutely. I say, you just do a little bit of shopping around and you're going to find something that's, that's, that's fairly decent for that price. And I tell you from experience, it makes a huge difference in comfort. Yeah. Now something just as before we finish this up is something that you found from Columbia. A bit yes. different because everybody's always... Updating their technologies and, and whatnot, right? So they've got this new... Um, Outdry. 
the, the Outdry Extreme Eco uh, jacket. Uh, and I'll just read this right from their site here. It says, meet our newest innovation, the first high-performance, environmentally-friendly rain jacket with no PFCs intentionally used, may contain trace amounts, waterproof, breathable, and fully seam-sealed. The Outdry Extreme Eco Jacket is the ultimate earth-smart rain gear. Dye-free fabric saves over 13 gallons of water per jacket in the manufacturing process, while the 100% recycled fabric is made from 21 recycled plastic bottles. <laughs> yeah, I read about this. It was before, when I first saw this, it was before the jacket even came to market. I thought, oh, that's different. That's interesting. And it it's a, it's a pure white jacket because they don't use any colors, any dyes or whatever. And so it does save a lot of water in the manufacture process. It's not a bad looking jacket. It looks like a comfortable wearing jacket. And what's really neat is that they... Uh, they go to the trouble of being eco-friendly. Like they, it, they actually make it from recycled plastic bottles, Coke bottles or pop bottles, whatever. And, um, and so it's, it's a very smart jacket. It's, it's a good looking jacket. It's, and what's, what's unusual, what's weird is that the, the textile comes as a natural white. So you're not, it's not what you, you know, expect to find like a bright red or blue or black or whatever. It's just stark white jacket yeah it uh, it does look pretty cool um i'm not sure what the price was on that though 279 uh, you, if you're looking on the website there yeah. it's on the new products it's not it's under new arrivals oh okay so 280 bucks yes. canadian right yep so yeah well still 200 and that falls in within the one one to three hundred dollar range i was yeah, talking about yeah. right but yeah and it's if you if you're really into the environmentally friendly sort of stuff well that's right up your alley Mm-hmm. Like the only drawback I would see with this jacket is it's because it's pure white. And, uh, if, if I'm wearing it camping, I'm going to be buying a black jacket. <laughs> <laughs> because honestly, like you're, you're carrying wood, you're, you're paddling, you're carrying a canoe, you're throwing It's not a, staying white very long. You have a canoe pack that sits on the ground and on your shoulders. Yeah. You're getting dirty. Yeah. You're getting very dirty. And, and all of my gear gets dirty on camping trips. You can't help it. Well, at least it'll look used. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it definitely it, would. <laughs> jacket used, why it certainly is. It used yeah. to be white. <laughs> I'm pretty sure anybody buying these jackets are going to be wearing them for the commute to and from work. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know what? Do your research. Find something that's totally waterproof and breathable. It has all the adjustments that you need on it. You don't need all the pack, the, the, the pockets, because that's why you have a pack, right? Exactly, yeah. So do your research, check around, and uh, yeah, one to 300 bucks, you got yourself a perfect jacket for canoe tripping, for kayak trips, for stand-up paddleboarding. Yep. You're you're in like Flynn, right? So that's all we've got to say about that's rain all I gotta jackets say about for that. now. <laughs> that's all I know about that. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk for a couple minutes on bug jackets and gear. You are listening to Paddling Adventures Radio on Reno Viola Outdoors. Do you enjoy getting on the water with a paddle in your hand? If so, this show's for you. Listen to Paddling Adventures Radio every Wednesday at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. and see what's happening in the world of paddle sports. Paddling Adventures Radio. Whether you're close to home or far away, grab a paddle and get on the water. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. And welcome back. We are now going to talk bug jackets. Yes. That's the second big thing we think about when we're thinking spring tripping. Yeah. It is bug jackets. We got the rain jackets all covered off. Bug jackets. And you can um, almost imagine a picture of us shopping in the spring. Hey, this is this is our shopping research. It's like for the show, but it's also, hey, I know I'm getting nuts. This, now I know what I'm getting this spring. <laughs> yeah, now I know what I want. I can just go in and do my one-stop shopping sort yeah. of thing, right? Research is done. Um, bug jackets and gear are a big thing in spring because if, especially in Northern Ontario and Canada, you get the bugs, you know, 
they're like three feet long, can carry a small baby. Yes, uh, you know, exactly. Big as an eagle. Um, but spring, like I say, the snow melts, the water's there, you get your canoe and everything, and you're itching to get out on the water. <laughs> Again, pun intended. Yes. <laughs> So any trips to the backcountry, you're definitely going to require some sort of bug protection, unless you're a glutton for punishment or have some sort of bug fetish or something, you know, but I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's just Derek. Um, <laughs> if you're sitting in camp, you can always use the smoky campfire to keep the mosquitoes at bay, but then you end up with the getting smoke in your eyes issue. Yes. Right. Yeah. Good smoky pine. Walking pine, around uh, and bumping fire. into trees because you're blind. Yeah. So the items you're going to look at to battle the bugs are bug spray. Bug shirt and pants. Yeah. Um, the uh, hoodie, hood. Just a little what bug hood. Bug, bug, hood. bug hat, bug, bug bag. Bug bag. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Mesh bag for yeah. your head. Yeah. Yeah, not a, just a plastic bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and or and uh, when it comes to shelters, you get the bug tents. The sprays, uh, there's a lot of different types of sprays. Back in the day, everything was about DEET. The more DEET. The better it was. I've got a little yeah. bottle of uh, I was okay. muscal with 99% DEET in it. I think that helps you grow an extra arm it's, or yeah, something. It's wild to see that bottle. It's like, they made it that strong? Holy yeah. cow. Yeah, that, that's something. Um, I've even seen like the combo sunscreen bug spray lotions yeah. that you put on. Yeah. And I mean, when I lived up in Moosonee and North Bay and stuff like that, like the bugs just used to love me when I was a little kid. But anymore, I don't find it as bad as it You've used to be. You've grown immune. I it must, I must, because now a good can of the deep woods off. Yeah. Just spray some of that on the arms, the neck or whatever. Yeah. And, I, and I'm good. No, now you're going to have to reapply if you're doing your, your portaging and stuff like that. Because oh, you just exactly. sweat it yeah. off, right? Yeah. Or you go in for a, a dip or something like that. But honestly, I don't really see anything needing anything more than if you're going with a spray. Then a can of deep woods off. You get the, like the blue or the green, the blue, I think is the sportsman yes, stuff. Yeah. I think that's as, as hectic you have to go when yeah. it comes to the chemicals. I normally rely on like, uh, for the most part, I, I, I use, I, I avoid using any, any of that bug spray because I hate it on my skin, yeah. but, but you don't really have a choice. So I usually like gear up with a thick pair of pants, thick socks, good yeah. pair of shoes, long sleeve shirts. And then if I have to put anything on, it's just on my hands, wrist, neck and face. Right. And yeah. it's, you know, I usually do a lot of spraying around the rim of my hats and whatnot to keep it off my skin. And it's just not really that I'm paranoid of the stuff. I just don't like it on my skin. It's just, well, it's a lot of in gross. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a lot of people get sticky, that sort yeah. of thing. Or you, you're eating something and you got yeah. it on your hands and you just, Bleh. Yeah. But I generally always have a bottle of like muscal or something in my, yeah. in my life jacket pocket or something. Yeah. You don't need to get anything too, too big on that. Yeah. Uh, clothing is a bigger part um, you know, shirt, pants, again, anything when it comes to pants, especially black flies, they crawl up the pant legs. Yeah. Use something, something as simple as an elastic around the cuff of your pants. Yeah. Or tuck it into your socks. You know, tuck or... them into your socks, yep. that sort of thing. Uh, Great you fashion can, sense, eh? Oh, get yourself a <laughs> set of Birkenstocks with uh, black socks and yep. little suspenders. Good. You're good as gold. Uh, you can get the cheap versions of the stuff. Like, I mean, I bought these cheap little green mesh things that fit over your hat. You know, and just to keep the bugs off your face. I've yeah. never actually used them, but I mean, they were, I think, like $3 each or something like that. I've got them too, and I've never, it's never been bad enough. I've tried it out just to see, yep. but I just, I don't like the, almost like when you're breathing, you're just keep breathing your own air, even though it's mesh. So I just yeah. never did like it. I mean, they got the whole, the, the whole mesh jackets. It's just, it's just a mesh jacket that fits over the clothes you're wearing. Yeah. But then they've got things like the original bug shirt. And I mean, it's more... More definitely more expensive, um, but it's a blend of cloth and mesh, you know, just to make sure that you can you can still enjoy your day. You can do what you need to do without getting you're too overheated. And, yeah, you're useful. That sort of thing. Uh, so when it comes to clothing, it's really not too much you gotta gotta worry about. Um, you know, like I say, it's just anything mesh that you're putting over cover bare skin. Exactly. You know, and that's that's what it comes to. Uh, shelters are a big thing. If you're, now, I mean, back in the day, you used to get the big old dining tents. Remember those? The big dining, the big blue or brown yep. dining tents yep. with the metal Heavy poles. Heavy as heck. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't be bringing those in on a, no. on a trip. But we actually did uh, a thing, uh, an episode 
with uh, David Lee, the passionate paddler, and he talked about Eureka's new no bug zone shelter. Yep. And basically it's a lightweight, compact bug shelter. It's, it's a, a tarp with mesh sides. And we got to see, uh, we walked through and looked at it yeah. when we were at, the, at the Toronto Outdoor Show and Sportsman Show. Yeah. It so looks, it was really uh, neat to see. Pretty decent. And I mean, you say there, there is another company down in the States, Nemo? Yeah. So Nemo in the States, I've been looking at Nemo's for a couple of years now and I keep thinking of buying it, but it's, it's hard to get in Canada. It doesn't meet the right, um, the right, uh, fireproofness rating for sales in Canada. Like you can get it in Canada, but it, it's not normally carried because of, it doesn't meet the grade, but you can order it in special. And so it, it gets a little expensive, but, uh, it's an, it's an, it's very, it's almost identical to the Eureka no bug zone. Yeah. And so the Nemo one's called, it's called Nemo uh, bug out. And so it's a nine by nine or 12 by 12. It's really nice. And I, Originally, I never really thought I would ever have a bug tent in the backcountry, but last year when we, when you did the Brent run, mm-hmm. Mike brought his, uh, his car camping bug tent. It's like, what the heck? It was base camping. And so we set up this, you know, the, <clears throat> the steel tubes and bug mesh, like you see in the backyard of somebody's, in somebody's house. So we had this thing there and it was fantastic. We got a lot of looks, people canoe by and would like point and look at us and it's like, what? I'm comfortable. <laughs> anyway, I mean, it was, it was only one portage in too, yeah, right? It was so, it was so, easy to carry. Yeah. yeah. But if I was doing a, you know, like 10, 12 portage trip. Yeah, it'd be different. Yeah. yeah that would have yeah. been turfed after about the third portage. Yeah. Let's <laughs> set this baby on fire. And <laughs> yeah. But after Mike brought that tent in, that bug tent, it was kind of really sold me on the fact that uh, it really adds the comfort in the back country. Yeah, and I mean, you start look at these now with the tarps and the these new uh, no bug zone ones and that you can if you're hammock camping, exactly they got the little spots where you, you can you can set your hammock up inside inside it, yeah, and the straps actually go out through the corners along yeah. the corners of the tarp. It's perfect for camping, uh, hammock camping. hammock camping, yeah. yeah. And what's nice is that they're they're super light, <clears throat> like the um, the Eureka is uh, about five and a half pounds. So, uh, and so the Nemo is, the small Nemo is four pounds and the large 12 by 12 Nemo is six pounds, three ounces. So it's, uh, they're really light. It's, this is a, an easy decision to make if like maybe not backpacking, obviously, because you're ultra light going that way. But for canoe camping, it's ideal for canoe camping because you can carry a lot of extra stuff in, in gear in a canoe. Yeah, and when you're talking a shelter, I mean, there's the pros and cons of it. The pros meaning the bugs can't get through the mesh, but the air can. So you're sitting there and you're, yeah, you yeah. know. You're ventilated. Ventilated. And, yeah. You can eat in in peace without swatting every two seconds, you know, or prepping your dinner. I know we, when we did the, uh, up in Woodland Caribou, we were cleaning fish and then cooking it and eating it. Yeah. And the bugs were just horrible. Oh yeah, I can imagine. You know, um, <clears throat> you can see in, you can see out, that sort of thing. The cons, zipper. When you yes. open that zipper and you're trying to get through with everything, yeah. the bugs get in, yeah. right? So then, yeah, you're going to get some visitors in there, but it's better than sitting out in yeah. with outside with all of them and all the time. the zipper comment goes for the uh, the original bug shirt too. The original bug shirt has a zipper across your face so you can eat through the, uh, the bug shirt. And obviously, as you're eating, putting the food through the zipper hole in your face, that uh, the bugs are going to fly in there too. So, you know, the... Uh, Protein. <clears throat> Yeah, protein, protein, added protein. A little bit of protein. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the only other thing we really got to say about bug jackets and gear and stuff like that, I mean, like I say, it's not too much with the mesh stuff, is the hokum stuff. Yeah. Um, there's all these things that get sold that I've I've seen over, over the years. I've been doing this. I've tried a few. Battery-powered gizmo that emits a high-pitched whine <laughs> and keeps bugs away. Nope. I've laughed at that. I, I, I've been curious to try it, but I've always laughed at it. It's like, that's not gonna work. I got one. Remind me, I'll give it to you to try. It just <laughs> takes one AA battery. Uh, eat bananas every day for a couple of weeks before the trip. Nope. Garlic. Nope. But it does keep the wife away. <laughs> yes. Rub bounce dryer sheets on your clothing. I heard about that. Nope. <laughs> Stay in the house and do not leave till spring. Yes, that works. Keeps the bugs away. The wife will not let me build a cooking fire in the kitchen or fish in the aquarium. <laughs> and she gets annoyed with the tent set up in the living room. I can imagine. <laughs> so. What do you mean I can't build a fire in the kitchen? 
Yeah, I know, eh? I just I can't <laughs> believe it. So those are those are the things with bug jackets and gear. Like I say, you get yourself a can of bug spray, you get yourself some mesh clothing, make sure there's nothing can get there. And uh, I'm like I say, the original bug shirt and the bug shelter. I'm going to buy myself a bug shelter this year. Yep. I'm going to get one. So, so now you know everything we know about rain jackets and bug gear. (laughs) And now you know. Yes. And now you're all filled up with the knowledge. There you go. So, uh, before we go here and call it another episode, just like to remind everybody, April 1st to 2nd is the Ottawa Outdoor and Adventure Travel Show, which I do believe I'll be going to because I'm going to uh, have a little chit chat with Becky Mason. Excellent. Uh, the April 8th is the Kitchener-Waterloo Canoe Symposium. There's still a few tickets left. I do believe last time I checked, uh, but they will be going pretty quick. And Derek and I will be there. We spot, we're helping sponsoring it this year and we'll have a little table set up so you can come out and uh, meet us, have a little chit chat. Yeah. Uh, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. And you can find us on Twitter. Feel free to follow us on any of those. In the meantime, I'd like to thank everybody for listening this week. It's been a hopefully educational show anyway. And uh, we'll be uh, looking for you to listen again next week. So until then, I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time. <laughs>